Good evening, everybody. It is January the 24th, and this is the Jake and Skullhead Show. I'm Mr. Skullhead, and Jake is around here somewhere. But what year is it, Mr. Skullhead? What year is it? I don't know. It's 2011, and I keep flipping my shit when I think about that. You're like, holy cow? Yeah. Are you freaking out, man? Freaking my shit out? is how I refer to burgers at McDonald's. Oh, I see. So you did take that second job? Yep. It's been working out pretty well. I got all the free french fries I can stand. How many french fries would that be, do you think? Oh, I don't know. I mean, I don't I don't love french fries, but I don't hate french fries. And McDonald's french fries are adequate. I, uh, I prefer them above almost all other french fries, I'd have to say. They're, I like how skinny they are and how salty they are. The, yeah. uh, the only... That's why I like having uh, sex with uh, pirate bitches. That's right. That's why you date that pirate bitch. Yeah. The only ones that are better are Jack in the Box. Because they have some kind of batter on them. Oh, yeah? I like a Burger King French fry. I wouldn't know because I hate everything else at Burger King, so... Oh, really? See, Jack in the Box makes me sick these days. I still eat a Burger King, like, you know, once every six months or so. Just everything at Jack in the Box is so greasy that I just I feel like I've eaten a thousand a thousand uh, cans of Crisco. I forgot what Crisco comes in because I wouldn't buy that. Uh, motherfucker. What is what is Crisco even for? Forbes. Like it's a shortening. Yeah. Like, so if you have like a if you if you you you're afraid your life is going to be too long, you'll buy it and cook with it. Yeah. I mean, possibly if something around you is too tall. What does it do? It's like it's like it's lard, in, yeah, in yeah. lieu of lard, but like what is lard for in in a in cooking, right? Like the is it like butter? Yeah, like to make a pie crust. Sometimes you'd use shortening instead of butter. I don't know. To what does that do? Just make it crumbly. It makes it delicious. I mean, to to make a pie crust, what I would do is go to the store and buy a pie crust. Uh huh. Apparently, that's what people use it for. We still have a whole giant tub of it left over from the Thanksgiving where we ended up having to make pie crusts because we forgot that Thanksgiving is a more is the most serious and seriously rigidly observed holiday in the Midwest. So you couldn't buy a pie crust anywhere or every yeah. place was closed? Every place was closed on Thanksgiving. Like places that are open on Christmas Day were closed on Thanksgiving. What about what about the Jews that don't observe Thanksgiving? Uh, there are no Jews in Minnesota, actually. Oh. And if there were Jews, they'd have to blend in with the normal people by observing Thanksgiving. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. I'm just trying to lure you to Minnesota by promising you a lack of Jews. Mm-hmm. Your lack of Jews is a pack of lies. Your pack it's of... Just, it's just one lie, I guess. There's yeah. only one lie. It could be a, a pack of... Of one, that's fine. Unless we extrapolate one lie for each Jew that there is no lack of. Oh, I see. Was that uh, that the that cake song that you played? Was that an old cake song or a new cake song? That is a brand new cake song. Ah, I because what I imagined was like, is that something from like their demo reel or something? That cake, I feel, has not precisely evolved as a band. Like, there's never been a song where I was like, is that cake? Right. You know, it's always, that's cake, or 
That's definitely not Cake. See, I was going to say, I was going to actually praise Cake, because this new album is really good. Sure. And there are, there are subtle differences in every one. I think I would be able to tell you what album any given song was off of, even though I'm not like a rabid Cake fan, but I like them. But there's enough of a difference every album, but, you know, they just keep doing what they're doing, and it just keeps being interesting to me. I don't know. Cake's good stuff. I wish that They Might Be Giants would be more in the cake mold. You know? like The, the, cake, the cake pan? Yeah, they would be kind of the like a layer of cake somehow. Because, mm. uh, like, Cake did a song for a kid's album... And then they just kept putting out more albums of the same kind of music that they've been doing for a while now. And kept it innovative innovative and interesting. And they're a band that's 20 years old, but still putting out cool shit for me to listen to. Instead of putting out stuff for my kids to listen to. Just about. Yeah. Mm. Um... Alright, sorry. I got I got distracted by reading something in the devilogue that I thought would freak out that I thought I meant I was meant to freak out about, but I don't <laughs> really understand it, so I'm not gonna read it more carefully. Uh, yeah. So what have you been up to besides uh, talking about cake in the last few minutes? <laughs> yeah, we had the kids' birthday party on Sunday. So we had a a bunch of kids and their minders in the house for a bit. No was... accidents, no drownings. That turned out to be pretty fun, actually. Like, all of the kids were old enough to at least play next to each other and mm-hmm. entertain each other for the most part, so the adults just got to hang out and talk. Yeah, but it was all boring people with kids, so how fun could that be? Hey, we talked about, you know, floors, the, the, the best way to get marker out of your couch. Different kinds of shit you've cleaned up. Yeah, totally. I don't talk about kinds, I talk about quantities. Mm-hmm. Quantities and locations. Okay. Is it, is it pretty homogenized? Well, no, it's different, but I, I don't feel like talking about colors and textures, you know? Oh. I think it's okay to say, like, yeah, so I was changing him and he wouldn't stop kicking, so I had, like, poop all over my hands and it was all over him. You know, like when your baby's really hungover, it's, like, got a different consistency... Yeah, but I don't. I don't feel like I need to get into that. You know, like well, I see. okay, okay. Unless somebody. But like asks. when when you feed your baby nothing but Oreos for a couple of weeks. I fed him nothing but carrots for a month. You know, just to see what happened. Mm-hmm. All that happened was he can see really, really well now. And he turned kind of orange. You should feed him nothing but silver for a while, so that he turns uh, permanently blue. Oh yeah, you should do the silver thing. Hmm. Oh man, Jack Lane died. Yeah, that was kind of cool, though, that he died at 96, you know? Yeah. He wasn't one of the fitness gurus that keeled over from jogging at 50. Yeah, like Douglas Adams. Yeah. Wait, what? Uh, Douglas Adams. You wouldn't you wouldn't characterize Douglas Adams as a fitness guru? I, I assume that he was kind of fit and a guru of sorts. He died at 50 on a treadmill. Oh, okay. Was it a metaphorical treadmill? Yeah, it was the he died in a rat race. Okay. He was he was cheering excitedly for the rat that he had bet his entire uh, life savings on. Mm. Guy made some questionable decisions. 
Do you think that there ever has been a rat race that people bet on? Is was a rat race a real thing before it was a metaphorical thing? I always thought rat race referred to like scientific experiments more than like a an event. Yeah, no, I know, but I'm I'm asking if there ever was actually a race that people bet on. Do you think the scientists ever bet on their own their own favored rats? You got to imagine. That must have stood in the way of scientific progress. you got to imagine that some were handicapping other scientists' rats. Yeah, by giving them some sort of mutagenic injections. Yeah. Or, you and know... Every once in a while, one of them would escape into the sewers and become a sensei. Mm-hmm. Everything comes back to Ninja Turtles. Everything always does. Ninja Turtles and pedophilia, that's our show. Did you, uh... Well, I was going to say, speaking of your kid's birthday party, but then you made it weird... <laughs> uh, was it a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles themed birthday party? No, it was a Yeti themed birthday party. Like what kind of Yeti? A particular Yeti, like yeah, I remember Yeti, that Yeti uh, Nickelodeon or like just Yetis in general? Like, uh, remember that doll that Jess bought at Comic Con this year or last year? No, nope. The big white doll that you're like, what the fuck is that? It's a Yeti. Oh, what the fuck is that? It's a Yeti. <laughs> Where the fuck did I it mean, come from? It, Comic-Con. What the fuck is that? It's a Yeti. Yeah, see? So clearly it, it's a Yeti. You're illustrating, you're illustrating a principle here that maybe, maybe suggests why I don't remember it. Right. So Jess bought Ollie this stuffed animal at Comic-Con that was a Yeti. Was I drunk? Why, why was it so confusing? Does it, does it, like, is it, does it just look like a, a no, ball or something? No, it was just that over the course of a couple of days, it seemed like every time you passed by... You're like, what is that thing? Is that, like, based on a cartoon or something? Like, no, we got it at this little booth that they looked like they were just starting out. They had some cool characters. Like, oh, okay. And then, like, the next day. So is that based on some kind of... Is that from the P people? Because I don't think that shit's funny. Like, okay. (laughs) You've established that, but this is a Yeti. No, so, yeah. He has this Yeti toy that Aaron uh, made a cake out of. I don't remember ever seeing this thing. <laughs> Mr. Stolitz <laughs> just sent me a link to it in the back channel. Yeah, weird, man. What? Uh, what is it from? Yeah. I'm just kidding. So it was. So you themed the kids' birthday party after this thing? Yeah. Well, we made the cake to look like that, and the colors were like white and blue and silver. And did it, did wait? Dude, white and blue. So. Yep. Over like a oh like ice and a yeti yeah ice and a yeti and and a, and an ingot of silver yeah because everybody there's silver in the yeti's mountain did any of the chi- did any of the children misbehave uh, because they were greedy and did you punish them by uh, forcing them to drink molten silver not this time did you pour any silver on any of the uh, children's hands? so as to uh, fuse their fingers together in a Johnny Tremaine-style flipper. I'm not sure where you're going with this. Was there any molten silver at your children's birthday party? Not this time. Okay. Next year for the Ninja Turtle theme, we'll do it, because they'll never expect it. Yeah, because, wow, you'd think green uh, as a color for that. Right. You'd think the uh, headband colored. I I know we're kind of... I know it's weird, I guess, for us to not have, like, a Cars birthday party for him or a Spider-Man birthday party for him or any of that shit, but I don't know. He enjoyed it. 
He was like, oh, Yeti, Yeti cake, two Yetis, Yeti on the cake. Yeah, he was, I he don't, was hyped. Uh, I don't, do you think it's weird not to have a, like, themed birthday party? I don't remember ever doing that as a kid. Yeah, but everyone that I've been to for a kid that's, uh, even their first birthday, it's just whatever Disney Pixar shit, or to Dora the Explorer. But I mean, just like, like, a, like, do they just go to, like, Walmart and buy a birthday party in a box with all the favors and napkins and shit? Because... Yeah, I mean, you have to buy it all a la carte, but you can get plates and cups and napkins and silverware and invitations and favors and everything uh, with, with these characters on them. And it's like, you know... My you family know, was a little too pragmatic that for that shit. Like, we didn't, we didn't decorate. Like, what, that just seems like a weird waste of time and resources to me. Like, we bought balloons and we put a tablecloth on the table. Yeah, I guess I guess we would do that. There'd be, there'd be balloons every once in a while. I mean, there was always a cake. My mom would always make a cake, and she would ask me what I wanted on the cake, and I would tell her. And then, so she would like either find a cake pan and make a cake that looked like something, you know, like R two D two. That was a popular one. Um, one time, I wanted a dragon's layer cake, and I realized that that was really difficult because there really wasn't anything. <laughs> so she kind of had to just take some. I think she just took a picture of a Dragon's Lair cabinet and, like, drew the guy on the cake. Huh. Or something. That's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, no, my mom, my mom is a talented cakestress. My mom was out to visit this weekend. How did that go? It went pretty well. Um, everybody was feeling a little bit under the weather, so we, we slowed down a little bit. Took, uh, took her to the pirate store, because my mom can't get enough Dave Eggers. Oh, is there a pirate store in Phoenix now? It's not in Phoenix. Or in We're still in San Francisco. Oh, you're in San Francisco. Yeah, uh, travels. There's no, uh, no, there's no pirate store in Phoenix. There, they, listen, there's, is the, the answer to the question, is there an X in Phoenix? If X is cool, the answer is no. You know this. Oh, that's true. I'll send you a link to the, a picture of the cake and drop it into the radio chat so people can see it too. She, I'll, uh, uh, I'll, I'll just keep asking you what is this thing. She knocked this one out of the park. It was... We had to wait until somebody with a stronger constitution than I came along to actually cut it. So this, uh, this link to Facebook, like every link to anything on Facebook ever, does not work. So if I log out, I can no longer see it. True. You must log in to see this page. Gotcha. I am logged in. Are you a friend of Aaron's? I don't know. It says, this content is currently unavailable. The page you requested cannot be displayed right now. Oh, works on my machine. Tell you what, I'll cool. download this picture and kick it onto the web share, and then I will share it with the world. <laughs> okay. Because that's the fastest way to go about that, right? Well, uh, I don't know if we want the web share to be publicly posted. Oh, mm. I mean, if you have it, it's not a big deal. Just don't put anything sensitive there, ever. If that's going to be... If that's going to be the way we play it. Pictures of teeth with holes in them. That kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, pictures of a uh, of, of fresh, like, pink baby skin. Not like on a baby. Yeah. I'm, I don't want to think I'm weird. I mean, like, when you lose a bunch of skin and fresh baby skin grows in. Uh, pictures of, like, the tips of your tongue. Yeah. The tips... You know, the multiple tips of your tongue. Because sensitive people might find that freakish. 
and yeah. off-putting how many tips my tongue has. Yeah, you know, that. well, you, you forked your tongue in an effort to give yourself the ability to speak. True. I, you know, I think we've been through this before, but is this a real thing where you would cut a crow's tongue in half and then the crow would be able to talk? That sounds like the kind of thing that isn't true. Right, but is it a thing that anyone ever believed? Probably. I mean, I people guess I could just look it up on Google. People but, used okay, to believe because, some stupid shit. So, but I mean, the crow, the raven in Poe's The Raven spoke. Right. But right. Poe and I, and like, definitely the idea of a raven that can talk is not completely outlandish. At least I think it is not entirely relegated to the, the, the supernatural or the fantastical. Is it? I don't know. <laughs> is it? Oh, is it? Or is it? Okay, here's a link that works. I just posted it to the company Twatter. Okay. Because I was sitting here going, if only there were services that existed to allow me to quickly upload a photo and post it. Damn, does she, like, know how to use fondant and shit? She does. Is fondant gross? The stuff that she makes isn't, because it's made out of marshmallows and... Oh, she made... She made the fondant, yeah. Did you just drop out by any chance? You wouldn't do that to me, would you? But I can do... Hello? Uh, hello? 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 Sly Joe says that no birds can talk, minor birds and parrots can mimic, but, uh, yeah. That's, okay. And you know, Sly uh, Joe's can, gonna know. Ken Ravens talk smartass. Can, can you hear me yet? Yeah, I can hear you just fine. Okay. That's weird. Why couldn't you hear me before? I, if I knew that, I wouldn't still be able to not hear you later. Did you mute me because I kept pronouncing the word fondant fondant? I think so. I didn't want to be pedantic about it. <laughs> I've been told it tastes really gross. Like, the stuff they use for all the crazy cakes on, like, Cake Lord. That's yeah. the name of that show, right? Yeah, Cake Lord. I think it's yeah. Cake Boy. Is <laughs> what that... Yeah. The, uh... uh now, she makes a, a different kind out of, uh... Like, regular fondant is just icing mixed to be all stiff and gummy. But she makes it out of, like, marshmallows and powdered sugar. So it's the most the sweetest thing you'll ever put in your face but it's not of a texture that you can't eat. Mm. I tend to peel it off anyway to get at the frosting underneath. But Did she make those little penguins? Yeah, she and Jess made those and painted their little faces on and tied the little scarves around their neck. I mean, Using like lead based paint, I hope? Yeah, the penguins were inedible because black food coloring is disgusting. Why are you a food coloring racist? Well, by black food coloring, I just meant black people. Mm -hmm. I know, that's what... Oh, so why are you just a regular racist? I don't know. Could be my upbringing. Let's see if Yahoo Answers knows whether birds can be taught to talk. Somebody says that he has seen talking ravens in zoos. Hmm. And then somebody says, no, ravens don't have the ability to mimic. And then some people say, yes, ravens do have the ability. What about Raymond? I know everybody loves him, but is it because of his ability to speak? Because somebody split his tongue open? What about ramen? 
Can Ron uh, speak? I don't think so. What about Rahm Emanuel? He can. I've heard him. Who is who is Rahm Emanuel and what the fuck? He was... Did something, did something happen? He was a member of Obama's cabinet who quit so that he could run for mayor of Chicago. And they decided, the election commission decided he wasn't Chicagoan enough to run for mayor of Chicago. And it was a whole thing. Mm-hmm. So. Is it a scandal or something? Is it... People aren't seem to be scandalized. People aren't seem to be, or do they do am? They do am. Okay. Are, are people playing RC pro am because they're so scandalized? I think so. Are they drinking doers? Are you by any chance just endlessly fiddling with like a pair of dice or something right next to your microphone? Because if mm. you are, you you gotta stop that. No, I'm not doing anything. There's a whole lot of, like, if you had said, well, I'm just eating this apple right next to the mic, I wouldn't have been surprised. I mean, I'm using the same headset mic that I use all the time. I, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I guess I'm, I'm, maybe I'm moving around too much. Uh-huh. Is it happening right now? No. Okay. What about now? Uh, still no. Okay. So it doesn't happen when I move my head. Good. Uh, this is this is a this differential diagnosis is I'm sure fascinating <laughs> for our listeners. Um, so beyond little kid parties, uh, what what have you been doing? Yeah, uh, you know, we had uh, Robbie Burns night on Friday night. That was fun. What does that mean? Uh, the on Robbie Burns's birthday, a couple of Scottish friends of ours have a party where like twenty thirty people. I'll bring a dish, and then they provide some haggis and some scotch and some bre- some beer, and you drink some scotch, you drink some beer, you eat some haggis, and uh, somebody recites some Scottish poetry, and I don't know, like yeah, it's a Scottish themed dinner slash party. Who's Robbie Burns? Pretty excellent. Uh, he's the guy who wrote uh, "We Sleek It Cowren Timorous Beastie." The also wrote the lyrics to "Auld Lang Syne." Okay. And a whole bunch of Scottish poetry. When did he live? When did he live? Eighteen hundreds. Okay. I mean, most of his stuff is written in such a deep. Seventeen uh, hundreds, written in such a deep Scottish dialect that it's almost impossible to read. He wrote John Anderson, my Joe. Oh. Yeah. We Wait, did he? Because I, I thought that was. I thought that that was. Uh, oh, Robert Burns. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know that... I, okay. For whatever reason, when you said Robbie Burns, all I could think of was like... Mr. Burns? Uh, no. Brian Bless. Brian <laughs> Bless. <laughs> yeah, we have a Brian Bless theme party. <laughs> um, I said there, there, that was a, that's a new voice that you can download for like TomTom Tom GPSs or whatever. Just, it's kind of funny. That's the guy who's famous for shouting... I had thought that John Anderson, My Joe, was like a sort of a traditional song, because it was all about how, you know, the, the original version was all about how his dong didn't work anymore. Right, even though my dong doesn't work anymore, I still love you. Even though your dong doesn't work anymore, because it's sung from the perspective of his lady. Oh, that's right. Or the, the I don't know, whatever the, whatever the direct object of a Joe-dumb is. Right. A hoe. <laughs> he is her... Joe, she is his hoe. Dude, Joe's before hoes. Yeah. 
Uh, that's a, I was thinking about that song yesterday, or that poem yesterday. Or, or our, our student teacher that we had in English class in high school sang us a song version of it. And it was, it was rousing. It was a rousing chorus. I remember you um, uh, cavorting in the PHS parking lot going, John Anderson, Macho John, we the hill together. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if I did a, a, an amount of cavorting while, while singing that. And Monia Canti Day, John, we had we ain't a nither. That's a good, uh, that's a good poem. It's a good song. Did you see what I'm saying? Even if it's about not about dogs. We went, to, we went and had uh, dinner with MC Frontalot's mom uh, last night. Was it last night? No, it was the night before last. And uh, over in Berkeley, there's a restaurant called the King Dong Restaurant. Huh. Yeah. What's the theme? I don't. I think it's just Asian, and those are just words that mean something other than you know, uh, regal, regal penis, <laughs> regal wiener. Because King Dong has got to be like a porn star, right? Yeah, you'd figure. Like Long Dong Silver. Or Long Dong Silversmith. Um, do you suppose that they ever punished people for adultery by making them have sex with molten silver? What kind of a punishment is that? I guess you're right. Molten silver is hot. Yeah. Oh, uh, Marnie says, I like that the Yeti is surrounded by the heads of his enemies. You know, we're cool, but we're not that cool. They're penguins and a seal. You mean the heads of penguins and a seal? Well, I mean, penguins are mostly head in this universe. Do, do you think they ever made a joke in Futurama where they uh, they had, like, Michael Showalter and uh, and David Wayne and Michael E. Black in those little jars and referred to them as heads of state? Mm. That would be lovely. I doubt if anyone would... I doubt if enough people would get it that that joke is worth making. Uh, P.L. Corbett asks on the Twitter, what's the average daily number of character logins in KOL? The last data I could find is from 2007. It's probably pretty similar. I think we get, like, uh, around 20,000 accounts logged into a day. Um, Twilight's Rose wants a Yeti cake. Well, you can't have one unless you eat your meat. Mm-hmm. In which case, you can have your pudding and your fondant. Every one of those cake... I've I've seen in my life maybe three episodes of like Cake Lord or whatever. Uh-huh. None of it was ever the ones that like when I whenever I mention them to somebody they're like oh do you mean that show Cake Tyrant and I and I say I don't think so it just had some guy and I describe it and it's not any show that anybody's ever heard of but like how many are there like a bunch of shows about dudes making cakes? There's. I know for a while there were a bunch of shows about dudes making motorcycles. I think there were at least two, and one of them recently got canceled. Okay. Was it because they didn't use enough fondant? Probably. It All the cakes looked... I mean, it's impressive, I guess. But it's like... I, you know, in a lot of ways, I look at that and I think, why... Why a, a cake? You know? <laughs> like, There's one guy who builds most of his shit with, like, he takes cardboard boxes and pieces of wood and covers them in frosting and fondant and calls them cakes. And then, you know, he brings that out so everyone can ooh and ah at the kid's birthday party or the 
or the whatever. And then he has an actual just sheet cake that he made so that everybody can have some cake to eat. And that, I think, is questionable. Like, I understand if you're making, like, an edible sculpture, and so, like, there's limitations you got to work with. That's kind of interesting, figuring out how to make this structure that's going to support itself and still be edible. But I feel like the more interesting it is, the more, like, wood and pieces of rebar and shit there are inside it, right? I mean... It... Well, it's going to be cooler looking, yeah, because it it doesn't have that limitation, that, like, self-imposed limitation but to me it's cooler to think like everything on there i could eat i guess i mean so like ice sculpture ice sculpture is cool in that it is like necessarily transitory right but this is equivalent to like you put out an ice sculpture and then it's on the end of the bar with like an ice pick and some tongs next to it right right like why not just make a cake and then make a little statue to put on the cake and then when the cake is gone the statue is still there and you give it to the kid who can then have it. Well, because it's difficult to work with cake, so it's cool to have somebody... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, why don't they make it out of pudding? It seems like it'd be even more difficult to make statues out of pudding. I don't know, just cake. Cake making, decorating is apparently a thing. Like Kool-Aid. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess it's just in, right? Yeah. I, had, I mean, the, the wife and I watched a good couple dozen of the the actual, like, <clears throat> challenges where they get four people together and give them a theme and they all have to make a cake in 12 hours. And, like, those are always entertaining. So it's like, wow, they managed to make something that looks like the big blue fuzzy dude from Monsters, Inc. And he's, like, four feet tall, but he's made out of cake and Rice Krispie treats. And they made the icing look like fur. Like, that that's just kind of interesting. Do you think that they actually do that in the amount of time that they say they do, or do yeah, they, they, do they, they just fake it? There's an audience that sits for the entire eight hours and watches them do it. You know, there's some people pretending to be an audience that sits for eight hours. Would you, uh, How do we know that any of these people, people are actually... You know that nobody is going to sit for eight hours watching a dude make a big blue dude cake. They totally would. Hmm. I would be bored out of my mind. Yeah, you're not the target demo, I think. I would never sit and watch it for eight hours. I'll watch it for an hour. That sums up the eight hours. Hmm. I don't think I could even handle an hour. I think I could see a picture of a big blue dude cake and think, huh, cool. And then I could read a sentence about it that said, they made this in only eight hours. But I don't think I could even watch a one-minute video about that. (laughs) I mean, I guess... You know, the times when I watch this are, like, if I'm at my mom's house and there's not much to do except watch whatever is on the television. She's often just has the food channel on in the background. Yeah, it's okay. You don't need any more disclaimers. I understand. No, I'm just... Yeah. Uh, yeah. I understand that you don't even watch TV because you don't even own one. Yeah, I don't even own a TV because TV's for... Two. You know what? I don't want to be this guy, but I kind of do want to... I do want to talk to you about this. I, in... My in the course of like the whole beer project, I drank a Bud Light because I found myself in a day where I had to buy a bunch of beer at a gas station. Um, so I just got every kind that they had that was you know reasonable. I got Bud Light because it was funny. Why do so many people drink Bud Light? Stupak says that it's because of their advertising. They're like douchey, like redneck guys in between like 
beating up homos, drink Bud Light because of the advertising. Because the advertising also implies that other beers are less masculine and less American. Versus Bud Light versus Budweiser. So I don't think that anybody drinks Bud Light who has never heard of Budweiser, right? Or or do they? I mean, do they not do they not understand that what they are drinking is a lower alcohol content version of an identically priced product? Yeah. And do you suppose that that's some kind of like that they're doing that as an attempt to offset the weight gain from beer? Like, is the redneck concerned about such a thing, or is it because you can drink more of it and it has a low calorie, uh, low alcohol content, so you need more of it to get drunk? Like, you don't want to get full before you get drunk. Huh. Yeah, and... Well... You, but that means you would get full before you got drunk. Right? If you don't want to get full before you get drunk, you would drink Budweiser. If you want to spend less money, you would drink Budweiser. If you want something that tastes slightly better, you would drink Budweiser. There isn't any place that sells Bud Light but not Budweiser. Right. But you want fewer calories per beer so you can have more beers before you get full. Because they have the same alcohol content, right? No. They, they, the calorie content is reduced by way of removing alcohol from it. Is it, is it less than 3.2? I think Budweiser is slightly more than 3.2. I don't believe that for a minute. I'm gonna, yeah, yeah, you look up Budweiser, I'll look, I'll look up Bud Light. Off we go to Wikipedia. Now, like, most of Jess's family here drinks... Like, but Budweiser is five percent ABV. Is it really? Why? I owe Budweiser an apology. I figured it was three two, like it was in the same class as everything that you buy at uh, that you can buy at a grocery store in this land of fucked up liquor laws. That's weird. Yeah, you're like all of Jess's family drinks Bud, Bud Light, Coors, Coors Light exclusively. And when they came over last year for Thanksgiving, we had bought, like, knowing that they wouldn't go for fancy beers, you know, we bought, like, uh, I don't know, like, Amberbach, and nothing is, nothing more exotic than, say, Newcastle. And they just kind of, like, one of them bought, brought with them a 12-pack of Coors Light, and that's what they all drank, because we didn't have any real beer. Right. So, you know, I don't know. Maybe that's what your dad grew up drinking, and so you drink it, and... You see the kind of people who are trying all these craft beers, and maybe you don't like their the cut of their jib, so you don't ever try it, because that's for those, like, pretentious douchebags. Right, no, I mean, that's, that is definitely the sense that I get from the guys back home, is that, oh, a beer that isn't Bud Light, huh? That's for fags. Uh-huh. And that—that's what I just don't—I don't understand. I—I I cannot wrap my head around. Like, I don't want to believe that it's advertising. I don't want to believe that that's why that is the case, right? Does Anheuser Busch just say, "Well, Bud Light's cheaper to make, and we can sell it for the same price," so let's let's just sell somebody a product that has been made worse? For the same price. 
I don't I don't get it, man. Maybe there's some people who like Miller Lite. You know what's disgusting is Miller High Life. I like Miller High Life. I would I would rather drink a Coors Light than a Miller High Life. Wow, really? That shit is disgusting. I mean, it definitely it definitely has a dis- it it does taste different than other cheap beer. You have to at least admit that. In order for it to be right. so bad in your estimation. And yeah, uh, like if you don't like that flavor, you don't like that flavor. But I, we drank a lot of that when we first moved to Phoenix because it was, it was extremely cheap and totally acceptable. I could go for... I mean, if I'm going to drink a beer, like if I were in Illinois and went to a liquor store and they didn't have any of the, you know, even craft beers that I like, I, I would probably head for like an MGD, maybe. I would maybe drink yeah. a Pabst. You've you gotten me to the point where PBR is like, well, this is identical to the Grain Belt Premium that I drink, so yeah. I would be a total dick <laughs> to say. Plus, yeah. it looks like I mean, I'm Miller, enjoying Miller it. Miller High Life is much, much cheaper. You know, I mean, we drank it when we, like, when I didn't have a job, that was the beer that I drank. Right, well, like, the whole hipster culture arose from people trying to emulate people who did the things they did because they were broke. Right. You know, like people dressing like Roy dressed in his 20s because Roy couldn't afford to buy new clothes, so he went to the thrift store and bought stuff that he thought looked cool. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know, man. I always was like... I, I, was, I never wanted to spend any money on clothes. I was never trying to look cool. I think I bought such terrible clothes that other people, like girls, would buy clothes for me from thrift stores. Uh-huh. And that's why I dressed like a hipster in my 20s. <laughs> but I didn't know how to pick any of that shit out. I think I just uh, wore terrible clothes for the vast majority of my life until I started working for Kingdom and could just wear Kingdom shirts and jeans. Yeah. Are you sure? I'm wearing a, I'm wearing a KOL shirt and jeans. Here's a question. You're trying to get me to get a KOL tattoo. You're yeah. trying to get us to get matching KOL tattoos. <clears throat> Is getting a tattoo of your project less douchey, as douchey, or more douchey than wearing a t-shirt of the band that you're in? I think that it's a different level. Like a different level of douchiness? It no. is so much more douchey that it's not even... I don't know, if you're an artist and you draw your own tattoo, are you a douche? Yeah, that's pretty douchey. No, that isn't douchey. Yeah, that's kind of weird. That's what that noise is, it's your mouse. Wait, what? Really? Yeah, wow, your mouse clicks. Like, are you sitting just hunched over so that your mic is inches from your mouse? No. My, my, yeah, I don't... Hmm. Can you still hear it? Uh-huh. Wow, that's weird, because, uh, well, I'll stop doing it. I'll just keep tapping the thing. It's really far away from the mic, and the mic is pretty directional and pointed right at my face. Huh. But anyway. I don't know. Unless it's, unless it's not using the right mic, I guess that's always possible. Do you suppose you might, it might be the laptop's built-in mic? Yeah, I don't know where the laptop's built-in mic is. I'm going to guess it's near your mouse. <laughs> hey, here's a question. Tell me if I get uh, tell me if I get quieter. Am I getting quieter? Am I quieter? No. Weird. 
Hmm. Maybe I should look into that if we take a break. Sure. Uh, what else do we got? Uh, people talking about people. Actually, I haven't been keeping up with the hundred beers. Blah. Oh yeah. But yeah. Somebody. Uh, Tyler Crosby's asking if Hot Stuff gave up on it. Now he's not all that far behind me in terms of drinking the beers. He just, for whatever reason, feels like he needs to spend a ton of time writing and and rewriting and editing and and refining the posts about them. Huh. As opposed to just like, because he he feels like pressure to be entertaining in them. In a way that I, I either don't or it comes so naturally to me to just write stuff that I don't care whether it's funny or not. I like the but, style of the the project. Seems to be trending more towards, like a maybe a word or two about whether the beer is good or bad, and then the bulk of the post is, you know, making fun of the name or making jokes that are tangential to the name, which I think is so, keeping it more interesting because it's not just about I drank this beer and it was. Yeah, some of them some of them are though. I mean if I don't think about something funny and I mean sometimes a beer will be interesting enough that I will actually want to spend a, two or three sentences talking about the beer. Why do I like Well you know what's been going on behind this apartment all day is somebody outside doing construction work, listening to, among a lot of other terrible things, new kids on the goddamn block. <laughs> really? Yeah, and it's like they have a new kids on the block album. <laughs> in, like, an iPod rotation. It's not... I don't think it's a radio station, but it's, like, if, if a radio station was formed and its theme was bringing you the worst of the 80s. Early 90s? Yeah. Late 80s? Early 90s, yeah. It, I, don't know, I, think, I think of NKOTB as 80s. Are they, uh... Are they songs that you recognize? I mean, Hangin' Tough and The Right Stuff are, right. like, the only New Kids on the Block songs that I recognize. Well, no, I'm saying because they they actually formed a supergroup with the, like, surviving members of the Backstreet Boys, by which I mean the Backstreet Boys who haven't got any other shit to do, which may be mm-hmm. all of them, I'm not sure, and are now, they put out a new album and are touring as NKOTBSB. Are you serious? I wish I was not serious, but I am. Huh. <laughs> so you might be hearing brand new stuff from. Uh, no, this is definitely this is definitely all songs from the '80s. And then the uh, what's that? So I don't even remember who it was. That we belong was it Pat Benatar? Yeah, that song is actually pretty good. It's got the kids' chorus in there. It's got that the synth at the beginning is pretty cool. Oh. <laughs> and many times I tried to tell you. Many times I cried alone. There's a. It's got a good. You know, it's it's it gets to driving. It's it's got a good. I don't even know what to describe. I don't know how to describe what it does, but it does it. I don't know whether to deny it or embrace it for worse or for better, yeah. but it's a decent song. Yeah, um, I'm trying to think what else. There was there were also some slippery one wet, which I can get behind. I was a big Bon Jovi fan when I was a kid. Yeah, me too. But I was never an NKOTB fan, although I think that might have been just a little too late for me. My, uh, there was in the house that I lived in that was next door to next door to your house or down the street, one one away from being next door to your house. Uh, there, there was the bedroom that I had had previously belonged to this girl who had a whole bunch of new kids on the block, like pages that had been cut out of like Tiger Beat magazine nice. taped to the walls, and I know this because we. We went and looked at the house when we were deciding to buy it before they were done moving out. 
And so I saw all these things on the wall. And one of them was apparently printed in such a way that the sun caused the wall behind it to fade uh, such that there was like a silhouette of the faces of one of the new kids on the block <laughs> next to the window. It sort of burned into the wooden paneling. Excellent. I don't know which one it was. I couldn't, I didn't recognize it exactly. But uh, boy, that, that silhouette saw some things. Not, not a lot of things or anything particularly interesting. That's um... Yeah, my uh, Jock and Jock and well, go ahead. Keep going. I I was gonna waylay, but we should move forward. Okay. Uh, Jock and three 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 asks. Consider what if WoW implemented something like the MMG. Given your experience in KOL, would it be a shitstorm of epic proportions? I don't know. You know, WoW already has so much more like douchery than we have that I don't. I'm not sure what it would actually do. You know, they've got. They've got people whose full-time job is just stealing your shit now, and I can't imagine that... Yeah, I don't know. Maybe turning a bunch of people into gambling addicts, giving gambling addicts an opportunity to, to step over the line into douchey behavior would cause more people to act like douches, but I don't know. They already have a pretty solid connection between their virtual currency and actual currency, right? Like, people get paid to farm gold for other characters. I mean, it's definitely a, it is definitely an industry. It, they, you know, they forbid it. They crack down on it pretty seriously. They will occasionally do these passes where they will ban, you know, 10 or 20 or 30,000 accounts for demonstrating that they've bought gold. You know, I guess that's just not a consideration anymore. Like, thinking about how how much we were worried about our currency being viewed as something that could be bought with actual money. And the new update to Infinity Blade just introduced a thing where when you try to buy something in store, if you don't have enough game currency, one of the items in the store is just a bag of gold that links you to iTunes to just buy the currency with actual money, up to, like, $50 for 250000 of the in-game currency. Is that... Does $50, like... Is that enough currency to unlock anything, or what... It's, like, if you wanted to just buy everything in that game, how much would it run you in real dollars? The $50 is enough to buy the most expensive thing in the game. Right. So like there, are, but there are three of those. What I think so. the bigger concern is is well, what I'm certain the bigger concern is is being able to trade it back out. Uh huh. Right. Like it, it, if if you can buy currency, which you know, there's there, we don't sell it directly, but there wouldn't really be anything wrong with it if we did. Right. That's that's by and large how our business model works when other people do it is they just sell a currency. You know, I mean, Mr. Accessories are a currency, right? But what you can't do is trade one of those for $10 or trade one of those for $9, you know? So, like, the, that's that's where the, the everything kind of would run afoul of gambling laws if an exchange was set up such that it became another actual currency, mm -hmm. you know? And so I think that's why Blizzard doesn't, ever want to officially support people selling out of it, right? I mean, the other thing is, like, 
fifty dollars that somebody gives you for all of your shit is fifty dollars that they probably wouldn't give to Blizzard for it. Right. I think or we time were, that they wouldn't have to play. You know. We were concerned about like if we have a set exchange rate. When we disable somebody's account, or if somebody gets hacked and gets their meat stolen, that means that there's a real-world amount of dollars that they've lost. Which I guess in Infinity Blade, that's a total thing. Like, we know exactly that $50 equals 250000 of this game's currency, so... I don't know. If the thing goes tits up and you lose it, do you get it? your $50 back, or do they just reload the game and put your currency back in it? I mean, I think they probably wouldn't. I don't even know. Like, if you buy... I mean, what is that? What would that even mean, right? Because, I mean, Infinity Blade like a, is a single-player game anyway. For now, they're, right? the multiplayer is coming. Huh. Because, I mean, like, if you spent five bucks on some horse armor for Oblivion, and then your horse armor gets beaten up by a monster, <laughs> I don't know. That's, that's the equivalent of it. I'm assuming that was some sort of unlock. I don't I don't actually know anything about it. It's like become the, the sort of like de facto way of describing bullshit pay downloadable content for a game, and I don't actually know what it consisted of. I have no idea if that was as bad a thing as people made it out to be. Uh, so Sly Joe says, how is in-game currency different than, say, real-life poker chips at a casino? I would say that there is no way to get poker chips from a casino in any legal way besides giving them money. Whereas our game will generate meat for you. Well, no, I, you think that, I, I think, though, that one serious difference is, yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean, you you are basically generating money by winning at a casino, right? I mean, it, it, all, it all comes in. But casinos are very heavily very uh, heavily uh, regulated, right? And they require you to pay. They, they Before you can leave with your winnings, require you to fill out tax forms. Uh-huh. Right, and that's that's the big thing there, right? I mean, that's we, we cannot, and, and no game, no game can can really acknowledge that there is a monetary value to anything that you get by playing the game without then acknowledging that you have to pay taxes on it. Right? I mean, the way it would probably work is you would only have to pay taxes on it if you cashed it out, and so by forbidding you from cashing it out, you're avoiding that can of worms entirely. I'm, uh, I'm wondering if Sly Joe is a devil's advocate or a dick. <laughs> and we'll we'll get there. He says, so how is in-game currency different from po- poker chips at a casino? Which we answered. He says, I can get poker chips from a casino by playing poker well. So but you have to... St- and I say, you have to start by giving the casino some money, and that would be the big difference between us and the MMG. And he goes, oh, like paying Blizzard to play WoW? Like, Ugh. Shut up. I mean, I, I, I don't really know that, that... I don't know that the conversation is going anywhere. <laughs> Yeah, I I was ending the conversation by expressing my annoyance with it. Josh Grimmer asks, how many glasses could Philip Glass fill up with glass if Philip Glass could fill glasses up with glass? That's pretty good. Uh, I fondly remember the Steve Grant one from high school. Right. How many Steves could a Steve Grant grant? 
What is this guy? To, Kale wrote, I hope these changes to Hades I heard about on the radio show involve a baby doctor returning. What the hell does that mean? Oh, and Haiti, baby doc, Duvalier, the... Oh, right. Came Haiti. back to Haiti. Haiti. Gotcha. That's why there was a big earthquake in Hades a while ago, guys, because... We're trying to make it like a real life corollary. Whatever happens in Haiti will happen in Hades. Yeah. Huh. Um, hey, we should take a break, and I should see if I uh, see if this mic is doing what I think it's doing. All right. You go see a man about a microphone, and we're back. Hey, I think I should be on a different mic now. I think you are. Cool. Here, what if I do this? Is it deafeningly loud? That's a little louder, but not too bad. The clicking is a little louder? No, there's no clicking. Your voice is a little louder. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, anyway. <clears throat> Sorry about that. I don't know what the fuck. Skype. I think I might have plugged this uh, sound device in before the computer was entirely done booting. Ah. Who knows, man? Who knows? How was your break? That was a good break. When I palindrome I started, I realized I was almost out of beer. So I was like, can I run on up the stairs back before I palindrome I is done? And yeah, easily. Huh. Did you uh, you not keep beer down in your downstairs fridge anymore? We usually do, but the beer all moved upstairs for the party. And moved hmm. it All right, so nothing else came in on the Twitter. Uh, let's go to this, uh, let's go to the forum thread. All right. Uh, let's see. Dead Ned says, I love the new Pandemonium area. Are there any other placeholder areas that are going to get a sweet revamp? Um, I wouldn't describe anything that's in the main progression now as, like, deliberately placeholder. But, yeah, you know, this is something we were definitely intending to replace for a long time. Sorry for the door noise. Hot stuff is heading out to... I made plans to hang out with Kalimvor tonight. Uh, before I re remembered that the show was going to be an hour later, oh, right. so I'm 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 sending a fluffer ahead. Is that uh, like iceberg dead ahead? Oh, that sucks. Fluffer dead ahead. Sweet. Uh, Erich says, familiar specific equipment with the generic plus five pounds enchantment seems to be given less often nowadays. Is the plus five something you don't want to keep doing for future familiars? The plus five is what we bounce back to if we don't have a good idea for something interesting to do with the equipment. Yeah. I, you know, if you'd asked me, I would say that we'd probably still do it, like, half the time when we add a familiar, but I don't know. Uh, and then why the hemorrhaging fuck is Joanna Newsome dating Andy Sandberg? I don't because he's a cool guy. He seems like he'd be a cool guy. I, I would assume he makes her laugh. Wait, you think? I would just assume that he has a giant dong. Oh, okay. You assume that about everybody, though. Yeah, I do. Especially King Dong, proprietor of King Dong's Giant Dick Restaurant. Yep. You don't have Lance. to have a giant dick to work here, but it helps. Uh, <laughs> hmm. You don't have to have a butler to work here. What's something that helps you? You don't have to. You don't I don't know. Man. You don't have to have an education to work here, but it helps. 
you know. Uh, Turing says, I know Bang Bang is included in the item description and a hit message, but could you make Maxwell's silver hammer sound effects always be bang in the same way that the clown hammer always goes squeak? It seems wrong seeing it make other sound effects. Yeah, we never did really generalize that because we also wanted the uh, the heavy metal thunder guitar to be all screedly, screedly, wow. Yeah. Um, Beowulf asks when you're going to be over on the AON podcast shooting the shit over there. And one of these days we'll get over there. Get out of the house. There's a lot less socializing that goes on in the month of January because it's cold as fuck. So, yeah. if the choices are, like, put the kid to bed and hang out at home watching episodes of Pushing Daisies, or bundle the kid up and bundle us up and drive somewhere and park in the snow and walk through the snow to somebody else's house, eh. The watching TV usually wins out. Hmm. But it'll happen. I was talking to Vag yesterday about... We were also thinking of doing another project with me, him, and Adam Dunn. Doing a podcast. What kind of a podcast? I don't know. We got a punk nerd, a jock nerd, and a nerd nerd. So. Mm-hmm. Wait, which one's which? Yeah, Vag is the punk nerd, and Adam's the jock nerd. And I'm the nerd nerd nerd. Mm. I don't think of you as a nerd nerd, really. You're like a normal guy nerd. You're like a nerd who, like operates in the world the way most people do. Yeah. You're just like, I'm a little bit more interested in like sci-fi and fantasy and comic books than your average dude is, but I never specialized in anything. Like, I read Except a couple for drama. Of, yeah. Like, yeah. I read a couple know. of comic books. I occasionally play a video game or two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You do write for a video game for nerds for a living. That's true. Beowulf says, Jake, do you have any doubt over getting to 100 beers by next Monday? No, not even a little bit. I, I need, what? I'm on number... Like I just opened beer number 86, I think. So there's no no chance you're not going to make your goal? No, 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 not at all. Plus, uh, Doc Galactic is coming into town in a couple of days, and I have a feeling that he and I will do some drinking. Because mm-hmm. I think I only have to average, like, two a day from yeah. now on to, to get there. I have to take slight issue with one of the things that you said on the on the uh, project, though. That uh, I like this beer because it's in a can, and there's no reason that craft brews shouldn't be in cans. So I'm going to support this beer. And the reason why they shouldn't be in cans is because they only taste like aluminum when they're in cans, based on my single <laughs> sample size. It's possible that that beer just tastes like aluminum. I... No, like, when I poured it into a glass and let it sit for a couple of minutes, it tasted a, it still tasted like a can, but it didn't taste like it was made entirely of aluminum. But Jesus, was it terrible in the can. Huh. I mean, do you just hate all beer out of cans? No, because, like, most of the beers I drink in cans, I don't expect to taste any good. I see. So... I don't know. Try Dale's Pale Ale. You might not like it in general, but I mean, it is it is perfectly fine. I don't get any kind of canned taste from it. I don't know. Well, I honestly don't think. I, I don't know. I think that people who complain about that are just imagining it or liars. Okay. Or jerks. <laughs> people with TMJ and uh, irritable yeah. bowel syndrome. Yeah. Who are allergic to Wi-Fi? You just don't want beer in cans because you don't like giving blowjobs. 
Now, I'll, I'll give 21st Amendment Brewery another chance. That was their Christmas brew. And the description on the label was like, we threw in some spices into this malty, wonderful, hoppy beverage. And it like, went on for a paragraph. It didn't say anything about tasting like a goddamn bucket of molten aluminum that was somehow cold. But everybody that I gave it to were like, ah, this tastes like tin. I'm like, okay, well, let me pour it into a glass. Well, wait a minute. Like, ah, now it tastes like vinegar with, like, cinnamon in it. Much better. Uh, let's see. Beowulf said to both of us, pandemonium is very cool. Thank you. Yeah, that was, like, basically all scully. I just drew it. Uh, Blister Guy says, I've been playing KOL on my phone, Droid, now and again recently. I find the combat action bar to be amazingly helpful, but chat macros and commands to be quite a bit more difficult. What would make playing KOL on a phone so much easier would be a non-combat action bar where I could buy in skills, buffs, and chat macros. This reminds me of when I used to play World of Warcraft and could buy in stuff, everyday stuff to my action bar as well as my combat skills. Does this sound like something you could get behind? I sure hope it does. Yeah, it's something that we've tossed around the idea of, like, figuring out, like, where to put it and how to implement it and how to handle it exactly. I, there's any number of possibilities, I think. Um, being able to opt into a second row of icons in the iconic top menu that you could then bind to chat macros would basically do it. Because, I mean, you could ma- you can make a macro to do any one thing, right? So I would say rather than saying, like, all right, well, let's let you bind a macro to using an item, you bind, or bind an icon to using an item, bind an icon to putting on a familiar or whatever, just what you're doing is binding an item to a chat macro um, because you can do all of those things with that. And this is like a power user feature anyway, right? Um, We had discussed having it above the chat um, and at the top of the chat launch page. I don't know. I mean, I guess there's not really any reason to not make it flexible, but I don't know how I would... If I were starting from scratch and wanted to add that feature to, like, a brand new thing, I'm not sure how I would feel was the sanest way to lay it out. Um, I mean, because, like, keyboard shortcuts would be nice, and people would... I think people expect them when you see a row of icons in a game like this. You know, and that's why the combat action bar is not difficult to use for people. Um... I wish that the combat action bar played a little nicer with our debugging tools on dev, uh, because anytime I introduce any kind of a syntax error into the fight code, it gets buried behind the combat action bar, and I can't read what the error is, and so I just never use it because of that. Um, but yeah, I, I would I would be surprised if this is not a feature that gets added this year. Um, one of the things that CD Moyer is working on in, for the rollout of the new account menu is adding a, a set of defined by us custom additional icons to the iconic top menu. Um, so it's it's you know not too many steps beyond that. Demand says, why did Disco Bandits start with two mist and one muscle at the beginning of an ascension? Supposedly, accordion thieves start with two muscle and one mist also. This makes zero sense. I know it's only a difference at one point, but it seems like it'd be an easy fix. Uh, wait. So, turtle tamers start correctly with two mist and one mox. This makes no sense. On the same subject, 
Do you ever plan to make the difference between secondary and tertiary stats really count? Right now, they don't really affect anything other than if you're an accordion thief, you need more MP for buffs, etc. I understand your point is that three two one stat gains. Right. I understand your point that three two one stat stat gains are kind of out of the question. Yeah, meaning that half of your stats would go to your primary, two sixths would go to your secondary, and only one sixth would go to your tertiary. That's not going to work because anybody who has mocks as a tertiary stat is just going to be left in the cold. Um, yeah, I guess it's a little weird that those are, you know, I, I think it's probably not deliberate. I, I meant for every class, and it sort of worked out that every class had a primary, a secondary, and a tertiary, at least in theory. I might have just I might have just made a typo when I was editing the stats, but then people say it's been like that forever. So, yeah, I don't know. Nightwind 292 says, even if newer shiny versions of the familiar equipment don't happen, having a 90 or 100% run with a given familiar letting you buy the familiar equipped from the cake like Arena would be very nice. Though I admit I would really like to see plus 10 pound shiny solar panels for my autonomous disco ball. Hmm. And that's interesting. Actually. Um, Not Jim says, hey, hate to ask again and again, but uh, delay. It has been a while. Yeah, I know I'm, I'm way behind on that project. But... I am back in the saddle with these quest revamps. I've been working on knob stuff and thinking about it and talking about it. Um, I've been trying to get a lot of work done on the new game in the last few days, in the last couple weeks, uh, because we're here where the programmer on the new game lives, and we're, we're trying to get that into a limited beta before too long, um, which just involves a lot, of, uh, a lot of work and a lot of hollering at people. A lot of cholera people? Yes, a lot of time in the... Love in the time of hollering. Hmm. A lot of hollering for a dollar. Uh, Baxisland says, When's Rift coming back? Are you guys going back to Phoenix? I miss that crazy kid. Uh, next Thursday? I guess a week from Thursday we'll be back in town. And if Rift's in town, we'll be doing a show. Yeah. Uh, this is probably random, but any particular reason the boxcar turtle isn't multi-usable. I used a thousand the other day, and it was sort of painful. And I'm sure the server probably hated me. Huh. Yeah, I don't know. I might have just not wanted to do it because I was lazy when I coded it, and nobody ever did that. Uh, Wim asks, if, didn't we mention something about working on the level 7 quest in a recent show? What's the level 7 quest? Uh, what? I'm just gonna, I don't know, so I'm gonna be angry. What? What? Mm-hmm. Is it the peak? Uh, well, level 7 quest. I'll ask the wiki. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was gonna do. Stupak2 says, I'm up in Tahoe with a spare room, just saying. I don't... What? Is, are you inviting us skiing? I don't understand what it is that you're just saying. Uh, Corel well, says, any hints at the cool new stuff that CDM has been working on? Mostly what CDM has been working on is the pandemonium stuff on the back end and then the new uh, improved account menu. Uh, Betrayer says, love the update. Are you guys still adding stuff to the new quest tracker slash putting in location unlock notifications, or did you decide not to do that? I really like the location unlock notification, but I remember some talk of not doing it anymore. No, I want to do it. I, I haven't been as judicious about keeping track of that. Um, the quest tracker stuff, definitely. 
the pandemonium stuff makes a lot more sense when you're using that also. It's getting to the point where I think I'm going to start letting people turn that on. I might just turn it on for everybody and make them turn it off because it's really better with it on. Um, I just, it's a little weird that you just get to a point where it stops working now. I'd like for every quest to be using it, but I think it's, you know, it's going to be several months before I'm satisfied that that's done, so. Uh, Jeff is suggesting that we uh, go to the Albatross in Berkeley. The beer selection is nothing special, but most of the patrons are gamers. But then he says, cards, dominoes, connect for, risk, scrabble, etc. Also, popcorn machine built into a phone booth. Uh, I like a popcorn, and uh, so I think of people who play connect for as gamers. <laughs> Hi. Break out the Connect Four, bitches. I'm sure that people would, uh, if they had Connect Four as an Xbox Live game, that people would trash talk during it. Mm-hmm. I've never actually played anything on Xbox Live. We did uh, Settlers of Catan for a while. Did people yell at you that you were a fucker? There were a couple of people that randomly encountered in just the regular player matches who had their headsets on and would do that, like... Fuck yeah, I just got four sheep. Yeah. I'm taking all your ore, bitches. Yeah, what? And I couldn't figure out how to mute them. <laughs> it just seemed really strange. Like, fuck yeah, the dice rolled a number that's good for me. It's like, you're kind of a bro. Why are you playing Catan? Haven't you heard? Don't you have any halos to play? Haven't you heard that that's what's popular in frats these days, is Settlers of Catan? Oh, I see. Uh, we were almost exclusively Ticket to Ride these days, so... Just staying ahead of that curve. On X on, Are you playing it on Xbox? A little bit, yeah. Mostly, like, having people over and playing. Hmm. I don't remember much about Ticket to Ride. I remember you drew some cards, and then you built some train lines, and... The, the fiction of the game is not at all what it seemed like the game was about, where you're, like, rich people sitting around betting how much you can travel. Yeah. Well, like, this, the paragraph on the board, on the instructions that explains what's going on in the game world has, yeah, nothing to do with gameplay. I assumed we were, like, tycoons. Or typhoons. Or a Thai hummus. Mm-hmm. Pad Thai, perhaps? Yeah. Thai pads. Mugu guy pans. Uh, Starwed says, Just noticed that, as per the discussion last week, the show is scheduled an hour later. I was confused why they weren't on until I thought to, you know, look at the official radio schedule. Yeah, we this kind of snuck up on us in that I knew it was coming for six weeks. Mm-hmm. And we didn't really decide on anything, so... And you only... To be fair, you only warned me five weeks and six days ago. Right. So, uh, we did it an hour later tonight. Seems to be going okay. Like, the number of things that would be better if we pre-recorded it are compelling, but I don't know if they're compelling enough to make us sit down on a Sunday night and do it. Right. We'll see what happens. It may be like every Monday we go, oh, fuck, we didn't record on Sunday. Yeah. We'll do it live. Especially because the the pretentious artist is really putting a lot of pressure on me to start recording our uh, Advice Hot Dog show. Oh, right. 
and he wants to record that on Sunday nights, which I've forgotten about. And I'm um, okay with continuing on as we have for these many years. I know the yeah. standards have kind of changed. People expect a podcast to sound a little better than ours normally do, but I don't know. Are we after new listeners at this point? No, I, you know, I don't. I don't know. I, I like. I feel like it was. It was foolish for me to try to turn this into something that it wasn't. Um. You know, the the fact that a lot of people who don't play anymore still listen led me to believe that oh, you know what, maybe this is like an entertaining thing, right? Maybe you don't have to. Maybe you don't have to play to think it's good, but I think you have to at least have played. Yeah. Uh, Orbrisa says, any idea how much longer Grandma Sea Monkey spend napping? That is a very, very bad sentence, Orbrisa. Um, and I'm guessing eight months? It's a very long nap. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Maybe we'll just make uh, Grandma Sea Monkey take a dirt nap. Oh, yeah. Or a wet nap. She is already taking a wet nap. Right. That's That's funny. That, no, that is actually funny. I, I, I wasn't making fun of you. Oh. Okay. And now now it seems like I'm being sarcastic, but I'm not. Yeah, that was totally funny. Yeah, seems you like I'm really jackass. Yeah. You keep saying funny things like that. Yeah. Hooyah says, I really like having equipment for my familiar, especially for ones like my Knob Goblin Organ Grinder. Is it possible that we can get a change to the Cape... The Cape Shaked Arena? It might be even as simple as making us able to control if we get something familiar, specific, or the lead necklace, as I'd likely spend ten adventures for certain pieces of equipment. It is weird that, like, that that thing has become, I think, irrelevant to all styles of play. Uh, So, probably, looking at that is a thing that should be higher priority than it is in my head, but it's just one of those things where I don't really have any good ideas for it. And, you know, as soon as I do, I'll bring it up. It will get uh, decried as being far too ambitious. I'll want to do it anyway, but then it'll take five years. That's what'll happen. What if we just eliminated the lead necklace? Yeah, what was the reason for that existing in the first place? Was it that we not all familiars were going to have specific equipment? I think we just did it to make it interesting whether you're going to get what you wanted or whether you were going to have your turns wasted. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, it wasn't a waste of time. I feel like people weren't always pissed. Right. Right? I still don't think there is any piece of gear that is worth ten turns in run. And if you're not in run, you would just buy it in the mall because there is certainly no piece of gear that's worth ten turns instead of, like, the 300 meat that it would cost in the mall. Yeah. Right? Um, yeah, I don't know what to do with it. I mean, I like, the, the games themselves are just, like, you know, they're, like, I feel like they're either inscrutable or they are a thing that you might as well be playing with a calculator. You know? Huh. Like, I don't, I don't know. I haven't tried to play it. I haven't, like, tried to think, well, well, in my imagination, what would this familiar be good at? <laughs> and which one of these guys should I go against, you know? But it, it, does, it does feel, in my mind, like a super weird relic. Yeah, but I'd say, like, the placeholder for thinking about a, an ambitious revamp of it would just be to take the lead necklace out. Mm-hmm. Unless the thing doesn't have gear. 
Right. You know, like instead of give you that only when you would otherwise be giving you an error message. Yeah. Man, what if lead necklaces became super valuable because of that? What if people started getting lead poisoning? Man. Uh, Giarge says, can we get a slightly more descriptive effect description for effects that defend, uh, depend on the turns of the effect that you have? As it stands now, if you click on, say, a love song, then on the effect it gives, the description will contain no blue description of what the effect does because you have no turns of it. Uh, am I making sense? I don't feel like I am. No, you totally are. Uh, huh. That would need some additional functionality for us to have, like, an additional line of display text. Because right now, we can either let the code on the effect automatically generate the blue text, which is what it does in 99% of cases. Or we can we have a thing that we can type what it will display instead of that, which we do for complicated stuff. Um, but what we can't do is have it automatically calculate things like that to display and display something in the override field. So I would have to like add another field to the spindler and to the database so that we could put in a thing that's like, just display this after the effect. Or I could just hard code it in desk effect for the handful of effects that that was for, I guess. Let's see. Guggerbunk says, As to Jix Oblivion horse armor comment, it costs in-game gold after the first horse. 500 gold, expensive until around level 12 or so, to equip a horse with the armor. And if the horse dies, you have to buy armor again for your next horse. The armor doubles the horse's health, so yeah, it's a real POS, and I play Oblivion into the effing ground. The pack costs $1.89, too, being more expensive than the layers and doing much, much less. Huh. Uh, like... I could understand saying that has no reason to exist or I'm not going to buy that, but saying that something is not worth a dollar eighty nine seems weird to me. Because a dollar eighty nine is a small enough amount of money that it is effectively no money in a context like this, right? Like For I mean granted, I don't go around buying dollar eighty nine like I, I think about it. If I if I see a game that I might be interested in that is on the iPhone for a dollar I will read a review of it to decide whether I want to spend that dollar right. or not. You know, so it's not like it's literally no money, but I mean, I guess if you, I, you know, once you've once you've opened the door, that was also the first DLC that they ever introduced, All right? So I mean, they didn't have any idea what they were, what they were doing, and and who knows? You know, maybe maybe one of the business guys was like, you know what, put this in at ten times what you, the developers, think that it's worth, and just see what happens, and maybe a bunch of people will buy it. And anybody who would complain about that probably isn't going to, like, stop giving us money because of it. So, whatever. Or they might say, whatevs. I feel like business guys will often be the kind of guys that say, whatevs. Totes. Uh, Menden says, I bought a bottle of Lunazul tequila after remembering Scully having it at Columbus. It was amazing. Thanks. Any recommendation for a reposado? Scully, any recommendation for a reposado? No, I tend to not drink reposado, having discovered the silver. ¿Qué es un reposado, señor? It's the, the brown tequila. It's been aged a little longer. Like, it's the more expensive one and the more sought-after one. Mm -hmm. So it, maybe it's the, like, single malt to silvers blended. Like, when your taste is more refined, that's what you drink. Like, maybe a more complex taste. I should probably try it now that I'm 
a little bit older. Like the last time I tried it, I didn't. No, like I didn't have dark you're chocolate. more of an asshole. Yeah, like, like the last time I tried it, I didn't like dark chocolate yet because it was bitter. Sure. And then maybe just started drinking beer. So, I don't know. I haven't tried it yet. Boy, did I ever drink me a whole lot of Lunasol at Columbus, though. Yeah, you did. Jesus Christ, that was. I was impressed with your, with your uh, sort of level of verticalness. Yeah, the the other nice thing about Lunasol is I can drink a whole lot of it, and it doesn't make me sick or anything. It makes me the drunk where I just say stupid shit without thinking about it. Did you say a bunch of stupid shit without thinking about it? Well, I, I don't realize that I'm drunk until I say something that I ordinarily wouldn't. You know, like either a little bit ruder or a little bit, you know, more cutting than I would normally. Oh, so you're just mean to people. As opposed to, like, being really honest about, like, your balls and stuff? Yeah, no. I don't know. Uh, everybody says, please arrange a non-Mr. Store way to obtain white pixels in hardcore. Everybody wants to be kung fu fighting. I think I read this last time, and I have no idea what you're talking about. There's no there's no Mr. Store way to get white pixels in hardcore. That I'm aware of. Uh, Gecko25 says, can we get a hint as to what the Merkin prayer beads are for? Uh, they're for uh, praying. Mm-hmm. Type login says, please add Wang. Ah. Type login says, please add Wang to right-click menu. I like to add Wang to just about everything. I've noticed that about you. Yeah. I resent uh, the, my toothbrush being included in everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but there is only one everything. That's what Doty has taught us. That's true. Doty tells us. That anything that isn't you is Chicago. Oh, that's right. It'd be fun to it'd be fun to put together some sermons based on soul coughing. <laughs> and the Lord said, "Move aside, and let the man go through." Um, you know, there is enough there is enough stuff in those songs that is phrased like, you know, sort of Cohen's and. Uh, it was very quotable. There's a lot of there's a lot of things that you could uh, you could pretend were very philosophically deep, and some things that are philosophically oh, deep. Like there's only one everything. Totally. Uh, Emptiness is loneliness, and loneliness is godliness, and God is a concept by which we measure our pain. Uh, <clears throat> wait, are you doing a Smashing Pumpkins version? Yeah, and it turned into a John Lennon song. Midway mm. in, in the, yeah, something happened. I don't. There's think a, There's these giant beetles looking at us from billboards all over, all over this Bay Area. Are they celebrating the fact that you can buy Beatles songs on iTunes? They sure are. Yeah, that's Which, a big, uh, big screaming I, deal. Is what that was. Yes, that's a big deal. Uh, oh no, another putz says, please introduce an item that turns everything into salad, a la April Fool's Day several years ago. Um, I think we left the code in place so that we could do that, and I think it was going to be salad-colored glasses. <laughs> but I don't know. I, don't, I mean, we definitely didn't ever do it. Uh, Pineapple of Despair says, Dear Chicken Scully, who runs Border Town? Less than three, Pineapple. Who runs Borders, Books, and Music, Scully? Well, I can tell you this, it's not a doctor. That's true. <laughs> glad you, uh, glad you went there. Lubricant, uh, which rhymes with fondant. Are you says, a lubricant or a lubricant? 
<clears throat> Whatever happened to that new RPG game you were working on that had anagram-based combat? That looked great. Yeah, it did. And it still does. And it's fucking just taken for goddamned ever. Ugh. I'm terrible at running a video game company, as it turned out. I'm just glad that you haven't gone fully down the Axl Rose route and just fired all of us and replaced us with session coders and writers. Mm-hmm. It'll be out in a couple uh, of years. Is that what happened with Axl Rose? Yeah, the the reason why, well, part of what took Chinese democracy so long is first he recorded a bunch of songs with his band, then he fired everybody but Slash, then he fired Slash, and he got a bunch of people to replace them, then he fired all of them. So, it, it like, every song has three or four guitarists on it over the 12 years that he was working on it. Yeah, Chinese democracy, kids. Don't let it happen to you. Was it good? You know, when I first got it, I was telling everybody, no, everybody's wrong, this is actually really good. But I haven't listened to it in over a year. Mm. And I've listened to Appetite for Destruction since then, so... Have you? Yeah. Guns N' Roses should be more like... I don't think I've ever owned Appetite for Destruction. There were definitely a handful of... I mean, I really, I like a lot of songs on it. Of course you do. I remember learning to play the opening uh, opening guitar line from Sweet Child of Mine on this little toy telephone that had a keypad that the buttons made different noises. They made different tones that we had when, when I was a kid, like my grandma had for the grandkids. <laughs> that was my first ringtone on the first cell phone that I had. Because it was back when it just came with a little MIDI editor, like a little sequencer that you could make your own ringtones. Mm-hmm. So it was just a little like, you know... 8-bit Nintendo sounding version of that riff. Cool. I'm, I mean, I'm not... I, I keep saying things and then thinking, <laughs> wow, that sounded really sarcastic. But <laughs> You're a private know, dick. Uh, uh, ACM says, uh, why don't you just move Seaside Town down to the left of the market and let Canada be at the top of the map? Seaside doesn't require a corner. Uh, I don't know. It bothers me a little bit, but not enough to redo a bunch of art. Um, it's little Canada. People came there from Canada. It's not Canada itself. Yeah, and that was why. That was why. Like, I, I, it was an accident that Canada was like north of <laughs> stuff, right? Nah, yeah, I don't know. It's like a, it's like a neighborhood, and and that way, you know, actually, the the museum is often referred to as being in uh, Nolika. It's the name of that neighborhood uh-huh. of Seaside Town. That's a joke uh, th- because there's a neighborhood in New York called Nolita, which is north of Little Italy. Oh, right. Nolita's all right. Yeah. Although I, I guess it would actually be Noel Can there. Oh, uh, hmm. Well, I don't know. Do you think they took the first three letters of Italy, or do you think they took Little, the L-I from Little, and the T-A from Italy? Or it was like Nolita with two eyes. You know, like, Hawaii, because that's how you pronounce two eyes in a row. I feel, yeah, this weekend I'm going to go skiing. <laughs> uh, Ziggy Zagnut says, hey guys, ever thought of an HP slash MP switching item or effect, or maybe some kind of mana shield? That might be a nice boost to the glass cannon can undermove mist classes. Every time that's come up, we have thought of weird reasons that it was broken. Hmm. Um... Partly, 
partly it, it is because if you could readily switch back and forth, it would become trivial. Like th- there are some trivial ways to fully heal your hit points that should not be as easy to fully heal your MP. Um, so without any kind of penalty for swapping, then it's going to be really abusable. And with a penalty for swapping, it's going to be just like, eh, why is there a penalty for swapping? You know? Right. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. You know, it's it's possible. Like, there's like the Moxie Magnet, which is a, you know, there were some weird things in the beginning that operated like that. You know, the the notion of like, and this is just a thing that I haven't ever done, but it's a thing that I like the idea of is just like you summon a thing and then that thing takes damage instead of you for a while. Right. Right? Like having having that be like a core part of the Postomancer skill set would be interesting. Having having, you know I, I, yeah. I, I don't I don't know. I don't know how much of a problem any of this actually is. I'll be interested, you know, one of the things that I'm planning on doing as a part of all these revamps is periodically just playing a character through the game. Um which I enjoyed doing when I was doing it with an eye towards actually changing things and working on the experience of it as I went through it as opposed to just like seeing what the game was like. You know, when I when I think of it as a constructive thing, I think of it as as more worth doing than just getting a sense of what it's like. Which I shouldn't, because that's definitely a valuable thing, but Yeah, I don't know. You know, I, I don't know how fundamentally the way that different classes plays needs to change. I don't know how, you know, I, I don't know that it's not fun the way that it is now. Right. Oh, no, another putz uh, says, Pool K should do something else cool now that it is unneeded for the quest. It's not unneeded for the quest. You just don't have to have it equipped. You still have to have it. Pool K? Yeah. <laughs> Um, um says, hey, you know what would piss people off? Flood the kingdom and make the sea penalties apply everywhere. <laughs> that would be great, but then I love the sea. I mean, what that would do would be to make a lot of the quests uncompletable because you, part of the thing with getting to the sea is, you know, you can't adventure there without something that you have to be, like, level 13 to get. Right. Reginelli says, I just woke up from a nightmare where I came to KOL and there was one of those newfangled background ads and I was like, oh, must be a bug. And then I logged in and it was still there and I asked people in chat and they said I was here to stay and it was because people weren't donating enough proportionally. Though fortunately I woke up and realized it was a bad dream. Um, yeah, that would be terrible. You know, if it was like, Angelina Jolie is salt. Go to Cobb's Knob. <laughs> Although, you know, it'd be fun to play KOL with Angelina Jolie staring at you. I don't In know. Life, I don't know. Five years ago? Maybe. Uh, JB77 says, Thanks for labeling the tattoos. It's awesome. Yeah, I... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's cool that now blind people can tell what their tattoo is and they can tell what other people's tattoos are. But it's okay. one of those things where the tattoos aren't really like stored in a database table so they don't have names so it's just whatever the image name is is what displays for it and those are frequently just you know a bunch of numbers or whatever (laughs) like it's it's not particularly descriptive 
I would Especially like, because, uh, for whatever reason, that database, the field that stores the name of the tattoo is really short. So every time I try to give one a descriptive name, then it like doesn't work, and I have to rename it something shorter. And because of that, my tattoo page is full of broken images. However, I would like and, to add that <clears throat> the ability for blind people to be able to tell what other people's tattoos are is yet another way that Kingdom of Loathing is better than real life. That's true. Although I think... I think a blind person can tell what a tattoo looks like if they lick it. Oh, that's right. Because I think your your sense of taste gets sharper so that you can taste the differences between different uh, s- flavors of sweat that that come through different colors of tattoo ink. Is that why that blind dude was licking my tattoo the other day? Yeah. Good to know. Yeah, don't 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 freak out. That's just his way of saying hello. Okay. Here's a trick. Before you go to a school for hot blind girls, get a tattoo on your dick. Mm. I mean, not right before. Yeah, before see, I messed was... that up, and I had a hot blind girl tattoo my dick. Oh, yeah, wow, that's rough. Yeah, it is. <laughs> um, D- Dark Sticks Puns You says, How many meat I will pay to get all dusty animal bones in the mall? <laughs> Scully? How many meat I will pay to get all dusty animal bones in the mall? The answer, Dark Sticks, is blowing in the wind. Uh, champion says, the champion says, what would you say the odds of us getting a bander runaway substitute in the next few months are? I would say pretty good. I mean, that, that seems like a thing that might come up, like, summertime. Summertime, summertime, some, some, summertime. What song is that that has that thing that goes summertime, summertime, some, some, summertime, and then it goes all harmonies? Is it called Summertime? I'm guessing. I don't think I'm familiar with that one. Uh, Geronimo Yang says, How does this game manage to simultaneously attract both the coolest, most generous people and those who are whiny and feel entitled to everything? Is it just a vocal minority? I think there is a vocal minority, but I also think there is some overlap between the cool, generous people and the people who feel entitled to specific things, and there are enough different specific things these people feel entitled to that it seems like everybody wants everything. Yeah, I mean, I think that for every person who posts some whiny, entitled rant in the forums, there are, you know, a thousand people who are anywhere on the spectrum from, like, cool to kind of innocuous Right. You know, and and it's just it's just a squeaky wheel. I'm I'm kind of curious as to whether or not there is a trend toward a greater sense of entitlement in just people in general, and whether or or whether that's just me being curmudgeonly. Huh. You know, like my observation that like high school kids don't have jobs anymore. Is that true? Maybe. Do I just not go to the places where high school kids work? Do I just live in a place where where Mexicans have all the jobs that high school kids would have? And if so, why is that? The economy is bad enough that all of the jobs that high school kids would take are now being taken by people who are you know, who are grown-ups grown and actually need that money to live as opposed to just to buy more weed. Yeah. 
I'm sure that's part of it. Yeah. I mean, I've been surprised playing games on the iPhone how the way that games work has changed substantially in the past couple of years. So I can understand if you started playing our game, you'd be like, what the fuck, I didn't get an achievement for drinking my first beer, or for drinking ten beers. Right. What the fuck, I'm supposed to figure out some faggoty puzzle so that I can advance in this game? See, that What's I agree that with. Our puzzles are pretty faggoty. Mm. Yeah. Eigenbasis says, have you guys had any game design revelations lately that have influenced how you think about KOL? I don't know that there's been anything... Re- like, it's been kind of a slow burn for me in terms of... I mean, I, I feel like I can, I can step back and I can think about the way that I think about games now. And it is different than it was five years ago. But I can't pinpoint, like... You know, it's just one of those things where I have spent so many thousands of hours thinking about video games that, you know, you just can't help having it evolve in a certain way. But yeah, I can't really point to anything. Huh. Uh, Butter says, any possibility of locking regular pieces of equipment like we can lock familiar equipment? Huh. I can see having that as like a right-click option. That's that is interesting. That is an interesting idea because that would that would make it easier for people to get the behavior that they wanted out of custom outfits while making custom outfits operate in a less janky way. Um, yeah. Uh, Lee Popsicle one points out a typo somewhere before the drummer is... Now, Q points out something that somebody was complaining about in dev yesterday, which was that adding manager tattoos to the slash go list has made slash go manage, which used to send you straight to your store, somewhat less useful. Can you reprioritize the slash go command? Um, yeah, I don't know. That's something that I think if enough people complain about it, CD Moyer will work out a way to change it. Uh, I don't actually know... I don't even know where the contents of that command are stored, so I can't do anything about it myself. So uh, maybe send in a bug report. Maybe send in a hundred bug reports. Gamelli will appreciate that. He likes to feel needed, and yeah. he is. He's like a he's like a uh, he's like a particularly sensitive uh, bowl full of dough. Mm. He likes to feel needed. Oh, ha ha! He. Mm-hmm. Hey, I think on that note we should stop. Because I'm not going to get any funnier than that for the rest of the night. That's the note. I have Okay. I have foreseen it. I hear you. All right. uh, Quote the Raven. We'll see you next week.